Welcome to Dimension 119, the dimension where anything can happen. Prepare for the strange and unexpected. Enjoy today's episode. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is Nathan with Dimension 119, and we're back at it again for another podcast episode. And I'm pretty excited because... We missed uh, the last episode release because of COVID and some time restraints. Um, I did not have COVID, but my wife did. Um, So I was quarantined out of the house. Um, And as you know from the episode before that, my little lapel mic broke. So between timing and not wanting to put out another episode of that quality, um, I was not able to record. So I'm recording this one like four or five days early so that I don't run into timing issues again because I've got a lot to do this week again. That being said, um, welcome to the episode. Uh, I've got a an update or two to make um, and an announcement of t- or two to make. And then we're going to talk about a... I'm thinking this one's going to be kind of short, which I've said before, as you know, if you've listened to the other episodes... But I'm thinking um, we may run a little short on this. I've got one topic in mind that I want to talk about, which is um, how to deal with conflict in game. And I don't, I don't mean like conflict between the enemies and the characters or um, the NPCs and the characters. I, I mean like player conflict between. How best to explain this? Because <laughs> I've um, let's just let's leave it there, and I'll explain what I mean in a minute. Um, I may talk about a little bit about something else that um, a friend mentioned to me, and it's been rolling around in my brain um, since then. Or I may just make a whole other episode on that. We'll see. We'll see how long the first topic goes. Um, but first of all, um, let's do the kind of update is we've got a new stream coming to the Twitch channel uh, starting, uh, let me look at my calendar, Um, I think starting a week from Saturday, it's going to be, yeah, I believe the 19th, Um, it's going to be a one, uh, once a month game. Starting that Saturday, um, we're going to agree to a time each month and a day each month that we're going to play, and it's going to be streamed on my Twitch channel. Um, we're going to be playing D&D 5th uh, Edition. It's going to be run by my buddy Steve. Um, we've got like six players, counting myself, I think, in the game. And um, he is running through us through a homebrew dungeon that's designed to take us from level five all the way up to 20 if we survive and make it that far uh orland's mystical mountain emporium i believe is what he titled it um check out the socials for more information we're about to start heavily um promoting that and getting the word out for that for our first session um along the same lines uh, this week uh well (laughs) this is what happens when you record early. So this will air Friday. I'm recording on Monday. So for me, Wednesday, 
will be a change to our streaming schedule. We won't be streaming Curse of Strahd because we have um, our DM will be out. So we're going to be streaming um, a Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings Middle Earth game. So if you're interested in Lord of the Rings or Middle Earth, you should check that out. Um, it's already up on Twitch right now because this is Friday and, and <laughs> by the time this goes out, it'll already be up. So go check that out. That's actually what I'm fixing to start working on right now once we get to the intros and get rolling on the podcast is I'm going to work on some graphics for that. So um, what else? Oh, update is, um, as you can probably hear, there's a little bit of an echo. Um, I'm hoping it's not too bad. I've tried to adjust settings as best I can. Um, I haven't moved everything into the studio yet because I'm not quite done, but I am in the studio uh, in my home studio recording. I finally got the floors put down. I cannot get the paint right now. Um, actually, my wife's out looking to see if she can find it because there's one Walmart in town that might have it, and she's doing a, she's checking there for me uh, while I do this. Uh, once, the, once I get that paint, and I think I need one more coat on the walls, two more coats in the closet, um, I get that done. Uh, I get new trim, um, and get my plug covers in, then we'll be done and I can actually move the rest of the stuff into the office and maybe we won't have such a bad echo and such bad sound. However, we do have the studio um, and it's usable. So that's fantastic. It makes it so much easier. I don't have to uh, set up and tear down before and after every stream, which is, it's so helpful. Um, I think that's all the announcements that I have right now. Um, yeah, I believe that's it. So we can kind of jump into today's topic. So this was something that was brought up. It's it's kind of funny how it came up. And like I said, we're going to talk about um, player slash character conflict. And what I mean let me explain the premise first. And now that I've talked a little bit, maybe I can talk better. Every time I start podcasting, I get the sneezes. Um, basically, the, the question was, how do you have, how do you have character conflict? Like two characters that very strongly do not agree with each other. Like one character wants to do blah, blah, blah. And the other character does not want to, and is morally against that. How do you have that conflict and have a uh, character argument without it becoming a personal argument or the players taking it personally and having that, having a character, I mean, a player fight versus a character fight. And the short answer is just talk about it. Um, you know, I can say that and, and be done, but that's that's not that doesn't do it justice because there's so much more to be done than that. Because I think it comes a lot down a lot to do you do your players trust each other? Do you trust your players as a DM? Um, are your players able to communicate with each other and and overcome those issues when they come up? Because those issues will come up. And 
what was crazy is I seen this this post on Facebook on the Absolute Tabletop official group on Facebook, which you guys have heard me talk about before if you listen to the podcast. I I heard, I, I you know I've mentioned them before. I follow that heavily, and somebody posted on there that question: How do you deal with um, how do you deal with character conflict without it becoming player conflict? And I'm paraphrasing, kind of using my own words for it type of thing. Um, but that was the gist of the question. And what was funny about it and what drew my attention heavily to the question was that we had just kind of had something like this come up um, in the D&D session before. And I think this, I think this question was posed on a, um, on a Thursday um, and, or I seen it on a Thursday at least. And, you know, we run our sessions on Wednesdays. So the, the, I, I kind of had a basis for an answer already because I was already, like I had just gone through something somewhat similar. Um, basically, we, we had a situation where um, one of our characters had killed one of our characters ended up killing um my character's brother and it's a it's a long story if you follow um if you follow the campaign at all then you'll know that we we had a player that we that left the campaign who was playing my brother my character's brother and um dm took that character and kind of wanting to add some of our story into it they they turn that character to follow Strahd because we're playing Curse of Strahd. They turn that character to follow Strahd and be a minion of Strahd. So we've kind of um, struggled against that character uh, a few times. And it's not gone well, but we've not really had to fight him until now. Um, we... So we finally get to a point where we have to face him and fight him. And it's a long battle. Um, Both of my characters, which I'm playing his brother and his sister, uh, they both go down um, injured, you know, no health. And the situation's dire. And we're worried that we're going to lose characters to, to this person who's been turned and one of our you know it's long into the battle the battle has been fought uh actually both of my characters have been downed and then brought back up um because they've lost all their hit points not not out and out dead but downed and brought like i said brought back up healed back up and put back on the field and he's my 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 character's brother is nearing his he's on his he's on his final end basically he's nearing his his end of hit points and my my character strikes at him and misses and then another character rushes up and in a rage strikes at him and kills him and in 
in true form to my character um, that's, that was standing right next to to my brother that had just been killed. In true form of my character, he turns on his party member and he doesn't attack, but he raises his warhammer as if he's going to attack. And he's yelling at uh, Orden in, in the game, the one that did the killing. And and basically says, you know, that was that was my brother. That was my kill. You know, I was supposed to settle this. And this is a conversation that Ragnar, my character, it, I guess it'd make it easier if I used their names. It, this is a conversation that Ragnar and Orden had had before. And if you're curious about any of this and how the story goes, there is a there's a recap on Facebook, and then a big chunk of the um, VODs are up on YouTube. I've got a few more that I got to get up, um, but a lot of them are up on YouTube. If you want to check any of this out, um, just search Dimension One One Nine, and you'll find it. Um, or check the link tree in the description. You'll and you'll you can find the links there. Anyways, um, Orden took down Erston, which was my character's brother, and Ragnar turns to to Orden and raises his warhammer and basically is says, you know, that was my kill. That was my brother, but he does it in a harsh, angry tone as if he's going to strike Orden down and Orden kind of snaps back and then they both kind of calm down. You know, it wasn't very, it wasn't very long lived of, of a confrontation, you know, literally, you know, two lines of dialogue, but um, doing it in character and in in voice, it kind of came across on my end a little a little more harsh than I intended it to. Um, I mean, it was supposed to be harsh because of what had happened, but it came across a little more harsh than I intended it to, as far as towards towards Orton's player went towards Ray, and she messaged me um, during the game like. A couple minutes later, and was like, "Hey, man, you know, I'm sorry I stole your kill. You know, I'm sorry I stole Ragnar's kill. I know, I know we had talked about this, and you know, I just told her I was like, it's it's fine, like that. You fully played your character to to a T of what would happen, of of what we've been through, and what you would feel um, in this situation, and it's perfectly acceptable, and." told her that it was that it was okay and and she played it the right way and that I wouldn't have it any other way and that we had set, we had already set a precedent beforehand as well that um Orton kind of stole Oakenbeard kills anyways she had already taken a lot of Ragnar's kills um and finished peop, you know creatures off that Ragnar had already been fighting um it's kind of, kind of was an ongoing joke already anyways but the point being my character Ragnar wanted to handle, you know, handle his brother because, um, because it's family. He wanted to take care of it himself because he felt it was his duty. Um, and because we, because most of us trust each other and we've been playing with each other long enough that, were able to communicate and, and, and trust in knowing that I'm not going to go nuts on you. It, like if I have a problem with something you're doing 
or something your character's doing or the way things are being played. I'm going to come to you and talk to you instead of just taking it out on your own character. And because we have that relationship already established, um, we it was easy to it was easy to to that's the word I'm looking for. It was easy to fix that situation because we already had we already had that trust and that relationship where we can communicate, like I said before. We had that trust, we had that relationship where we could communicate, um, we could talk to each other, and you know, any of the players in this game can come to me and ask, like, hey, you know, is everything okay? Because this and this and this happened, and we can talk it out. Now, I know not all um, parties have that. I know not all D&D groups have that. Not everyone's been playing long enough to have those those established trusts um, in place already. And to that, I I strongly encourage you to to work on that. To that, that helps so much. You know, if you need safety tools for your group, have your safety tools in place to you know to skip over parts that people aren't comfortable with. You know, or um, put a you know do a hard wipe if if something gets too intense to where people are uncomfortable. Do a hard wipe and cut to the next scene and just leave that leave that be. Um, you know, work on that. You know, work on the whole the the side that we're talking about where you can have these moments where my character may be extremely mad at your character for something that your character has done, but we trust each other enough to where that's not taken personally. It's not taking it's not taken personally if if I berate your character if my character berates your character for doing something that they don't agree with, because you know we're just playing these two characters. Build that work on building that trust with your group because that's that's a great benefit to to you, to the to the game that you're playing. Um, especially if you're streaming it or recording it or making a podcast of it or how you know even if you're not, even if you're just playing at home at a table or even if you're playing online and it's not being recorded, that can be very beneficial because it can keep that relationship and it can keep people wanting to come back to the table because you know that you can play your character. Oops, hit my mic. You know that you can play your character the way that it needs to be played and you know that if the other people at the table have a problem with it, they're going to come to you and they're going to talk to you about it instead of just, just keeping it to themselves and, and trashing, you know, using their character against you, uh, doing more things to frustrate your character or make your character mad. You know, if, if you have, and I've, I've said, I've said this to some of the, um, some of the groups I've played with over the years, I've said like, Hey, if you, if I've done, if I do something that is wrong or, or that you don't care for or whatever, feel free to come talk to me because I'm still learning. Um, and I'm, I have played with so many different groups that 
I, I know enough to know that certain groups play differently. And you have to learn how those groups play too. You know, keep, you have your own style and you hold on to that. But, you know, this group A may not like the grim, dark details as much as group B does. And then group C may just want the fun-loving fairy tale side of D&D and not the uh, deep, dark, gruesome side. You know, in all of those those three those three types of groups and games are all fine and i've been a part of all of them and i super enjoy all of them just depends on the group you're playing with and that's where that trust um that's where a session zero comes in to set those boundaries to set those expectations and if you're playing in especially if you're playing in a campaign that's where that that background chat that background chatter comes in to help you you get a group get a group going and you make a group chat you make a you know make a discord uh, server for it um, make a Facebook chat you know whatever you have to do make a group text if you have to do whatever you have to do to get everyone in one place where they can talk now that doesn't mean everyone has to participate the more the better and the the more you talk most likely as long as you mesh well together most likely the 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 closer you'll become and the more that trust will be fostered and grow and if you have that trust you know i keep going back to the trust aspect if you have that trust then there's a lot of things that you can do there's a lot of things that you can overcome there's a lot of things you can do if you have that trust there's a lot of of D and D, especially like the modern D and D that I that I've experienced. There's a lot of a lot a lot a lot of things built on that trust of trusting your players, trusting your DM, trusting your group. You know, and keep bumping my mic. It's in a new position because I'm in the studio. And I actually have a desk now, so I'm I'm getting used to where it's at. But um, like I was saying, the the players have to have trust in each other, and then the players have to have a trust in their DM, and then the DM has to have a trust in their players. And because we're if you're playing D and D the way that I play D and D and the way that I like to play D and D. And to me, the way really the way D and D should be in my mind is you're telling a story. You're cooperatively cooperatively telling a story, and every character, every player, every character contributes to that story. The DM contributes to that story, and you all have to work together to make this story. Now, if you're all feuding and you don't care for each other and you don't care for your DM and you don't get along together, and you don't trust each other, it's going to be very hard to write a good, cohesive, enjoyable story that's enjoyable for everyone. Now, if you have that trust, you can throw something out there and trust that your players or your DM will kind of latch onto it and kind of use it and build on top of that. And and, and that's that same thing goes for 
what we're talking about with with the whole uh, character conflict. You can have that character conflict um, when you have that trust. You can have that character conflict and play off of it, and the other characters can play off of it, and your two characters can play off of it. Whether it lasts, you know, a couple of sessions, whether it lasts the rest of the campaign, or whether it lasts five or six minutes or less, uh, you know, in our case, where it's resolved in a matter of a couple of lines of dialogue, you know, but you can build on that. This will this will likely come back up at some point in the game, even if it's just even if it's never verbally addressed even if it's just simply like you fill the tones of it come up later if if orden uh does something else along these lines ragnar may have a problem with it and and may bring it back up or may just that that feeling may grow and it's not that i'm trying to play a character that doesn't like another character because i i don't care to do that that's there's always characters that I gravitate more towards and that I play my characters gravitating more towards, but I try to avoid the, the side of not liking another player character because that just makes, that makes for a hard, hard party dynamic. Now that doesn't mean that I don't disagree with things that the other characters do. Um, it doesn't mean that I always blindly follow what the other characters do just depends on my character and, and their character and how they've meshed. That all that all being said is again goes back to trust. If you don't trust your fellow players, I in my humble opinion, I don't think you can do any of that. You know, I can't throw out let's see, what we had a whole um, we had a whole long, we had a whole long, um, roleplay thing with one of the characters, uh, between the character and the DM. And it was very character specific, um, for this character at one point. And while that was happening, us, I think this was before we started streaming, I believe. Um, so we, we don't really do this much anymore because we're streaming now we we try to put more of the story out there but my character ragnar and uh a couple of the other characters had a whole role play scene where i threw out a little detail about what i was doing during the rest and they picked up on it and we just talked about it and you know they in in the chat um in the in the text chat we while this other person was having their role play moment with the DM and, and solidifying some of their backstory, we solidified some of our own backstory by asking questions and role playing in the chat. Um, now that's not always a good idea because you definitely don't want to act like you're not paying attention because we were paying attention to what was going on there and doing our chat thing. But the point of it being the point of what I'm saying is that. If I didn't trust my other players, I couldn't throw out this piece of my backstory. And what it was was I had a had a toy um, that had no like a like a wind up toy that had no crank, and I was trying to figure out why and, and what it was for, or why it was given to my character and stuff like that. And 
they were asking questions about it. And, and I mean, it turned out to be something cool and we did something with it, but I wouldn't have been able to throw the fact out there that I had that toy and trust my DM. I trusted my DM enough to pick it up and either let me work with it or pick it up and work with it himself. And we could work together and create something out of it. And I also trusted my fellow players to take notice of that if they wanted, and we can do something with that from there. You know, we had this whole role play scene with it in the chat. You know, you throw your backstory out there, hoping that your your fellow players will latch onto it and kind of explore it with you. And same with them. You know, your fellow players trust you enough to throw little elements of their backstory out there, so that your character will latch onto it and and ask them like, hey, you know. I noticed that you had this ivory bone dagger um, strapped to your belt, but you never use it. Uh, you only pull it out when we're camping um, or when we're, you know, when we're bedding down for the night um, and you, you don't, you don't touch anything dirty with it. You always, um, you, you make these notches in this piece of wood that you have, and you only use this dagger for it, and you make sure this dagger is immaculately sharpened before you put it back in your belt, and, you know, you don't do anything else with it. What is it? You know, it, there's that trust. You know, you can have that conflict with your, with, with your other characters and trust that they're not going to take it personally because you trust your, your characters and your players. You know, you can trust your DM to run your character while you're gone for a session if that's the way your session runs and or trust your other players to protect your character while you're gone. You know, that kind of thing. So boiling it all down, it all to me boils down to trust. Have those conversations with your players that you're going to get into the RP and you're going to play your character the way it needs to be played. But build that trust and build that relationship with your characters. Trust is the key. And that's it. That's all I got. I will see you in another dimension. Greetings, all you beings from other dimensions. I'm here to tell you about Dimension 119 and where you can find us. We've got a link tree in the description of this podcast if you want to check out all the links in one. We've also got a Facebook, Dimension 119. We've got an Instagram, Dimension underscore 119. We've got the Twitter as well, at Dimension 119. And if you check the link tree, you'll find our Discord link. If you can't join through that, let me know on Facebook and I'll get you the link. We're trying to create a community here where we can all connect play some D&D together. Let me know if you want more information and you can give me some reviews on the podcast as well. Thank you and have a great day.